up y'all it's your girl the spicy lady herself and welcome back to another episode of the spicy lady talks podcast i first want to apologize for the late upload there's no excuse but quarantine has been kicking your girl's butt but we here on today's episode i got the chance to chill out with curl vibes the creator of blues which you can find now on webtoons if you're a huge bleach fan like me then you'll fully enjoy this series be sure to stay tuned throughout the episode as we talk about the animes that inspired Coral Vibes through the making of blues, along with what it means to write a well-developed, diverse cast. And Coral Vibes also discusses the significance of Black Panther to his roots. A wonderful field podcast, guys. And without further ado, let's get into it. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, the Spicy Lady herself, and welcome back to the Spicy Lady Talks podcast. I have a very special guest with me today. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Alex. I'm 23 years old, and I'm working on a project called Blues. Uh, I'm living in France, and I hope my English sounds good so everyone can understand me. (laughs) Hey, hey. So, man, I love your comic. Like... Thanks so much. When I came across it, I was like, this is this is bleach. Like, <laughs> but different. Like, I love that bleach animation. So I was just like, yes, I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big bleach fan. So when I draw, I tend to be influenced by uh Taite Kubo's lines and his style. I tried to reproduce it for a while and nowadays I just try to, you know, shift it to go more into something I create myself. So I'm trying to create my own style, even though I have a big influence from Taite Kubo. And I hope it's going to work. It is, because when I read that chapter, I was like, oh, I, I, because I love characters like Ichigo, but like even the character that you have, he still stands out him like by himself. Like, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just similarities, but it's like he's still his own self. And I was like, yo, these, this is kind of fire. And like even like the swag in it is like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm very excited for future chapters. And it's funny because I also um, just interviewed um, Pat, who's the creator of God Punch, which of course his is also heavily bleach influenced, but it's still its own like separate genre. And I love when Creators, oh, black yeah. creators can do that and create their own things, but inspired by anime and mangas, you know, for their creations. Mm-hmm. But yours, I was like, oh, this is, yes, <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. could you let me know, like, how long has it been since, you know, you created your own manga and how has the process been? Well, uh, we're into, we're in 2020 right now. So, I basically started around 20, 16 in 2016 uh when i was in class back then uh i think it was around my first year of college something like that i was spending my time instead of following in class i was actually writing the script for blues and as time went on i noticed that i had so much material in my hands and i should actually start drawing it so around the end of 20 
let's say the end of 2016 i decided to start drawing like in full time for that i used to take a piece of paper you know and just make a little sketch on it like everyone and it wasn't something i was taking seriously back then and as time went on i just continued doing it drawing the stuff i was writing and seeing how it came out and let's say the creation of my main character whose name is shinji uh, started around 2017 when I actually decided to take, you know, to imagine what my main character would look like. And that's, let's say it's been in total uh, four years of work, uh, not full time because I've been really lazy sometimes, but, you know, this year is supposed to be mine. So yeah. <laughs> I'll try to do everything I can to give people what they actually want. It will be pretty cool. I've been working on it with a few friends and we have a lot of projects coming this year. So it should be, it should be, you know, it should be cool enough. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So for those who don't know about blues, do you mind giving a brief synopsis of, of it and what it entails? Uh, basically blues is a story of a guy named Shinji. So we don't know much about him at the beginning. Uh, I made sure that he was still mysterious, even though, he was the main character. Uh, I give a little bit of, you know, a flashback to understand where he comes from. So people know that he has a background of training with his brother, etc. But that's basically it, you know. And I want people to discover the character as if they were thrown into a, the story uh, from a point, a certain point in it, you know, like a certain point in the timeline, just throw someone in it and he discovers the story as the story goes on, I don't want everyone to know everything from the start, you know, like everything from the past, etc. And I went on with this story that is about so Shinji, uh, who's a 17 year old boy who moves from a school to another in the his second year, the last semester. Uh, so the story is going to start by him meeting with a girl that comes from the sun. So she claims to be coming from the sun. I'm not saying that it's true. You'll see when you read it. <laughs> but yeah, she claims to be coming from the sun and that she has to go back as soon as possible. And that's what the story is going to be on. She's just going to try to help her. And at the same time, he's going to discover his origins and, you know, a lot, a lot of things about him and the people that surround him, the town he lives in. I'm really trying, you know, to expand the story as much as I can from a little like a really small point and I hope it comes out good <laughs> and that's like you said I, I love when series like just throw you into the world without explaining much because it's like yo what's going on yeah. like what 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 and then like they gradually like put you into like I guess sometimes chaos or just like situations where you're like what and then they kind of these little easter eggs or like they gradually feed you and I I love series like that that's why I did enjoy yours because I'm like okay I don't know what's going on all these characters coming in but it's just it's more immersive that way to be honest so at least for me that's why I like series like Bleach um Saint Seiya kind of and um Dorhidoro just put you into the world don't really explain much but it's still chaotic and fun so definitely definitely so excited. I yeah. love the series. <laughs> so you said Bleach. You're influenced by Bleach. So what other series do you like? So I got Bleach. Recently, I've been influenced by Platinum End. Uh, it's a series by uh, the creator of Death Notes, Takeshi Obata. 
Takeshi Obata is taking care of the drawings while Tsugumi Oba is taking care of the story. Aside from that, I've been influenced by Dragon Ball. I think almost everyone, you know, the fighting uh, aspect and all that. Uh, there's a French mangaka called, uh, oh, I'm a bad person. I don't remember his name. Give me one second. <laughs> so there's this French mangaka called Shonen. That's his name, you know, his pen name. Uh, he's writing a series called Outlaw Players. It's amazing. Like, you know, those isekai series, kind of like SAO and all that. Usually, it's really hard for me to get into it because I like when stuff are real, you know, like I don't really like when everything is happening, but it's just almost like a dream. And we go back to the monotony of every day afterwards. I like when everything is real, but he said he set us up in a universe that is so immersive in outlaw players that it actually got me buying all the first nine volumes in one day. Like I wow. read everything in one day. That's how good it was. <laughs> Aside from that, I have um, so Taitekubo, Shonen. We have over here my little favorite, Tetsuhiro Hirakawa. He's the creator of Clover. It's a manga. It's going to be hard for you to find it online because if you type Clover nowadays, you're going to find Black Clover. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> so let's say a year ago, if you did that, you would have found this manga pretty easily on Google. But nowadays, you're just going to find Black Clover. So make sure you type Clover by Tetsuhiro. And his drawing style is just amazing. He's the one that influenced me the most when it comes to physical features and uh, uh, closing style and all that. Like he has a really nice pen to it. And I discovered recently that he was the student of uh, the person that is actually my second favorite mangaka. And yeah, he's a creator of Crows. Uh, I don't know if you heard about it. Crows is a delinquent type uh, manga. It's kind of in the style of, let's say. Bleach without the superpowers, basically. Okay. Ichigo and Karakura Town, you know, they're all fighting and stuff with the other schools and all that. Uh, and yeah, that's my big influences these days, at least. Aside from that, I'm a big DC fan. So when it comes to comics, I'm a Superman fan and all that. And yeah, hey. that's it. I'm glad you brought comics because I, I too am a huge DC fan. I'm always nice. ranting about DC. The good and the bad. But yes, I, I love DC. What are some of your favorite comics? Oh, the one I'm loving the most right now is the this new Justice League issue that came out a few, I think, weeks ago. Uh, it was number 25, Justice League. It's drawn by George Jimenez. He's, he's new at DC. I mean, I think he's the creator of um, uh, the Superboys. He's the one that created the Superboys. I don't know if you saw his drawing style, kind of, you know, dynamic and really unique. Mm -hmm. So Justice League, uh, issue number 24, uh, that is my favorite comic uh, issue at the moment. Like, I, I, I cannot even explain how good it was. Like, I probably read it like a hundred times and seen the drawings even more. Like, if you look it up, if you check it out, I don't think you're going to take your eyes off it. It's really amazing. 
And I I love because like I don't get me wrong I love manga I do but it's just something about American comics and the art style that I just fully enjoy. Um, I recently started buying a lot of comics because it's just it's so colorful and each issue depending on the artist it's always different because each artist has their own art style you know it's a thing so it's just so nice and fresh to see. The same characters, but drawn in a different way, especially with like some of the watercolors some artists use in comics. I just, sure. I just love how it's always going to be something different, but that's those same characters. Like I've been loving the Static Shock comics. I've been getting a lot of like the OG ones, and they're very, very good. I, I enjoy them a lot. Um, I've been getting more Teen Titan ones. I do enjoy Teen Titans. Um, what else? Who else? Black Lightning. Of course. Oh yeah, that's an all-time favorite right here. Black Lightning, the TV series, the comics, all that I <laughs> cannot even. Nah, it, it's so good. It's it's really good. I love Black Lightning. Ooh, good thing you mentioned that because I'm waiting for Static Shock to make an appearance on the TV show. That would be so cool. <laughs> My dad, he recently got into the series because um, I got into it a few months ago, about a year ago. But I fell off because of like other things. And then like I was watching The Flash, but then you know the Flash got kind of, you know. So I had to take a break yeah. from that. <laughs> uh, I survived like three se three seasons of The Flash actually. And I don't know. It just got less, you know, attractive to me. I just had to shift to something else. So And at yep. this the same and oh, um Vixen is my favorite character. So when they had yeah. her when they ha first had her on Arrow, I was like, okay, cool. But then they kind of mm -hmm. made her disappear. And I was like, what? what, what okay. Uh, uh. And then they brought her back on Legends, but not really her. It was her grandma. And I'm like, hey, it's, I mean, I'll take what I can get. You know, I love Black Superheroes, Vixen. I just did not like the way Legends did her character at all. Oh, uh, I see, I see. They, I don't, yeah. like... Like she has the power to control all the animals and the animal kingdom, mm -hmm. and they had her using the same two animals, and oh, God. <laughs> I didn't like it. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And she was always getting her chain snatched in every episode. I was like, "Oh no, why?" So, and then when Firestorm left, I was like, "So two of your two of your black characters you got rid of." Mm -hmm. Because Wally, he came on the show, but then he his character left, his actor left. So I was like, <sighs> but then I think on Legends now they have the black actress as Vixen, but she's not really Vixen. I'm like, bro, like, I just, no, I didn't like that. I was like, Vixen if, needs her own show. If there, if you want, there is good news. Uh, the The director for The Flash is a new person. And his favorite character is Kid Flash. So Kid Flash made a comeback uh, like two episodes ago, I think. I saw, I saw. Yeah, super, super cool, actually. He's using the full potential of the character, and that's pretty interesting. Let's hope he sees the same potential in Vixen or any other hero that's cool enough for us. <laughs> Man, through the Flash, like... They, yeah, like a daughter, you know, okay. But like, mm -hmm. I want to see Impulse. Like, I want to see Impulse, you know. I, they gave little Easter eggs to him here and there with like the names. But I'm like, I want to see Impulse. Like, I love his character. 
But I love Wally West. Don't get me wrong. I love Wally West. And the reason why the actor left was because, like, personal issues. So I was happy to see that he came back onto the show. I was like, oh, my gosh. But I'm so far behind to where I'm like, I'd have to binge, like, a season and a half to get back <laughs> to where the season is now. And I'm like, do I really want to do that? I don't know. But, yeah, I just love – I love DC's one of my favorites. Um, Don't get me wrong. Marvel – Awesome. I love Marvel, but I just love DC, like, and their animated movies, because they're live action ones. I don't know. I don't know what. Is it clicking? I don't know what's not clicking. Like, what's not clicking? Other than that, I just, I just love DC's, like, gritty and realness, like you said before, like, just real situations that are, like, what would you do if you were put in a situation, you know? Exactly. And yeah. everyone has opposing theories or ways of doing even though they're friends and it's like it's just nice to see like that where it's like okay what would you do like yeah you're my friend but we may have opposing views on some things and sometimes we may have to walk away from each other but when we come back you know it's all good you know and I, that's real to me i love series like that not like marvel where it's like let's all, let's all work together and it's like no like y'all don't fight like <laughs> exactly exactly like they they would get in a situation that is really, you know, like uh, death, death or life situation, and it would just separate from that point, even though the situation is like really bad. That's the difference between DC and Marvel to me. Like, they tend to be—I don't know—I feel like there's a childish, you know, mm. type of behavior in the Marvel characters that you don't have a DC. DC is so—it's basically trying to put uh, gods among men, you know. Yeah. Like having Superman being a human, uh, being a Kryptonian that has to be human because he wants to blend in. Having Diana that is, you know, uh, from uh, the, the, the Amazons and trying to blend in. She's from Temascara. She's a, a goddess, basically. And she's yeah. blending in with the human because they have this thing in common. They love uh, humans and life. And at Marvel, it's just, you know humans trying to be gods almost you know at this point yeah. and i don't think the message is as good as it would be uh when you want to send a message across like have you seen a uh, end game for example like yeah it's almost as if they did not if we're talking about the mcu for example like the movies and all it's almost as if they don't care anymore about you know uh, storyline consistency they just want to do badass stuff and that's yeah. what really took me away from uh from marvel i la i love black panther i'm waiting on the second one uh <laughs> but yeah so let's say black panther is the the only thing that's keeping me at marvel at the moment the rest is really i don't know what did you think about black panther we're gonna keep it real oh my god um I grew up in Africa, so okay. that's a first step. When I saw Black Panther, uh, there's a lot of things. Uh, for example, for example, I come from a country called Gabon. It's, it's in the center of Africa. And our national animal is the Black Panther. Okay. And yeah, so uh, we're one of the, we're actually the only country where you can find one uh, aside from Kenya. I mean, they move from Gabon to Kenya, you know, all the time. And, you know, Black Panther is kind of happening in the middle. So I guess, you know, they had influences from that. Uh, the style was really cool. Mm, 
I loved how they made this kind of, how can I say that? This, this kind of African aesthetic, you know, mm-hmm. like making African characters be in places where they really stand out. For example, I don't know, uh, South Korea, the scene in South Korea, yeah. you see how it was dre- they were dressed up kind of, you know, like in an African way and all around everything was just so, uh, how can I say, uh, not really, not really Korean, more like, um, how can I say that, Occidental, you know, trying to put an African character in a setting that is so colorful, but yet so dark, when when I think about Africa, everything is just, you know, bright and beautiful. I think the mix of everything made the whole thing look even better than I thought. So I really enjoyed the movie. I loved how it looked. Uh, I'm waiting for the next one, even though I have to wait longer now. It's okay. I'll wait for it. (laughs) Yeah, because this coronavirus put everything on stop, man. For real. And I'm waiting for it. I want to see where it goes. I'm not really sure what is going to happen in next. Actually, it's going to be something related to Namor. Yeah, because the end game when um, Natasha was like, oh, how's everything with Kana? She's like, oh, just some tremors. And we're like, uh, Namor, is he coming in? You know, so. Exactly. Black Panther was a really cool movie and I'm waiting for the next one. I really want to see how he blends the style. I love the director. He's planning on doing more African movies in the future and mm-hmm. I really want to see that. Yeah, because like, I wasn't familiar with Black Panther. Well, no, okay, I lied. When I was young, I was really into X Men. My dad and my my dad and I we love comics, so he always bought all the X Men movies, you know. So, so I really was into Storm, and so I remember doing research on Storm, and I saw she got married to Black Panther, and I was like, oh, who's yeah. this guy? So like, I just I briefly did it when I was a kid. So when the movie came out, I was like, oh, I kind of know what's up. Not really though. But after the movie, I was like, wow, okay, like, no. When I saw him in Civil War, I was like, yo, who is... Oh, God, yep. I always say Black Panther was better in Civil War than what he was in his own movie. Like, in Civil War, he went off, and I was like, yo. And that I love Black Panther, don't get me wrong. The movie was amazing. I, I fully loved it. I just wished I would have saw more fighting from what he was in Civil War. Even though I get it, like, his dad died, so he was, like, angry. But I was just yeah. like, I just wish he would have wilded out like that, like how he did in Civil War, because he was, like, just badass. I mean, he still is, don't get me wrong. But that's why I'm excited for Black Panther 2, because I'm like, all right, now... Because for the first Black Panther, it's like, he wasn't in it for a lot of it because of, like... He was like frozen, so I was like, "Man, I want to see more of him," you know. But I, that's why I'm excited for Black Panther too, because hopefully we'll see more of him, like develop more as a king and um, part of the Avengers, kind of or whatever. We'll see how they'll they'll have it placed, because um, I know with this Widow movie, it's taking back like two years before or whatever. So I'm surprised yeah, how Black when Black Panther's gonna be taking after, obviously. Hopefully after Endgame, because that would be amazing. We'll see the aftermath of that. I read some Black Panther comics, and he he is badass in the comics. Like, he really... I love, because with Black Panther, he's a king first. Like, the Avengers, they're all, like... They wear the hero cape, but, like, 
he's a king first. So anything the Avengers do that he don't like, he will veto it and dip. And that's why I love Black Panther because he don't play that. Like I always joke and say, like I feel like he don't really care about the Avengers. He just be over them. He be over there with them just to see what they doing, to see like if it affects him or not. But if it don't affect him, all right, deuces, I'm out. Like because I'm like I don't think he likes the Avengers, bro. Like he doesn't. <laughs> He just be spying on them, bro. Like he don't care. <laughs> the whole situation, he's just gonna pull up and be like, "Uh, are you gonna go buy Wakanda though?" No. Yeah, oh, no. Nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> y'all miss Wakanda? If y'all whatever happens doesn't have to do with us, you know, I'm, I'm going over here because y'all do too much, and I I feel that same. I same like I got Kingdom to uphold, and he's richer than he's richer than Tony Stark and Batman. I was like, true, yeah, true, true. Had me shoot. <laughs> I love. Well, I mean, he's a king, so yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the whole technology, the gold, and all that, everything they do, they must have so much money with uh, what's the name already? Vibranium. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm guessing yeah, super rich. So I was watching this animated because Marvel, Marvel's getting up there with their animated stuff too. Then trust me, they hold nothing to DC, but like. Mm-hmm. I watched a few of the Avengers animated series. They're pretty funny. I'm not gonna hold you. They're pretty funny. Especially mm-hmm. when they whenever they introduce T'Challa, he's always like beating all the Avengers asses. Like it's like everyone, he's always whooping someone's <laughs> ass. And then he's like, Hey, I'm T'Challa, I need your help, kind of, sort of, not really. And they're just like, Okay, who are you? He's just like <laughs> I'm just like, I love it. Like <laughs> Like, because the one Avengers, he literally took Captain America's shield and was like, this belongs to Wakanda. And he was like, what? And he was like, deuces. And I was like, yo! <laughs> he whooped Captain oh He was like, this is my shield now. And then in the other series, he came mm-hmm. in and, like, infiltrated the Avengers hideout and whooped all their asses. And they were like, who are oh, you? He was like, oh, I'm Black Panther. I was just testing you guys to see if you'd be able to put up in a fight. <laughs> I was like, yo! <laughs> No verse. Oh my god. Not at all. At all. I'm like, yo, I love Black Panther, but she's probably the only one out of Marvel I like. Well, I mm. like Miles Morales, Spider Man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Spider Man always. Uh, my only, I actually liked uh, what what's his name? The second one, the second Spider Man. What was his name? Uh, the Amazing Spider Man, the one that played I- in that one. You liked him? People don't like that scene. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if it's the fact that I was, you know, in around middle school or high school and I was enjoying stuff a little more. I have this nostalgic feeling. I didn't like the uh, the first one. I watched it a lot of times, actually. But, you know, it didn't mark me like the amazing series. My best friend, it's the other way around. Like, he loved both, but he has a preference for um, the first Spider-Man movies. But I don't know. Yeah, the amazing was super cool. Yeah, I actually like that one. I like because like again, like Tobey Maguire, OG Spider Man. <laughs> I loved the first one, second one, third one. I mean, questionable, but they're still they're still classics, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah. See, when I when I watched the Amazing Spider Man, the first <laughs> movie, I didn't like how they had him be like. I'm a loner. But then when he put on a suit, he was like, what up, y'all? Like, now he has, like, the accent. I'm oh, just like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and somebody was like, someone was like, well, you have to understand, like, 
the the suit gives him confidence and I'm like, yeah, but he was still a nerd. He, he didn't he wasn't this cool brooding guy like Peter Parker was a nerd all around get out. Like and he showed that when he was Peter Parker and Spider-Man. That's mm-hmm. why I like Tom Holland because he does that. And it's like I don't know. I just felt like he did too much. But I get it. He's the amazing Spider-Man, so that was like the whole premise. I'm, I'm only was, here for the side. <laughs> yes, but I'm just like and then the thing was, man, he was always getting his mask taken off in every movie. I was like, what's the point of me wearing a mask? Everyone's taking it off. I was like, I don't like that. Like, Tony Maguire got his mask taken off when he got beat the hell up. Like, he had scratches mm-hmm. in his mask when he got, like, that was the only thing. This mm-hmm. guy, his girlfriend was taking his mask off. Robbers were taking his mask off. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why aren't you moving? Uh, yeah. Other way. <laughs> I'm about it. I mean, yeah, that that's a flaw. He was getting his mask taken off so many times. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but I was like, and then, but then, but then, after all that, I was still excited because they did announce that he was going to be in the new Avengers movie. Because at one of the, I think it was. Uh, the second Avengers film, they actually showed him in the end credits. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, Spider-Man with the Avengers, that's what I want. But then mm. when it came out with, like, Tom Holland's thing, I was confused. I was like, wait, they're redoing it? And that's mm. because the second Spider- Amazing Spider-Man movie flopped, like, did terrible. So they're yeah, like, oh, yeah. gotta redo this. And I was like, thank God. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tom Holland is putting a good, um, he's doing it pretty well. He's doing it pretty well at the moment. He's embracing the character. And I think what gives him an edge compared to the others is the fact that uh, a lot of the stunts, he does them himself. So you feel like he's actually the character, you know, like even when he's out of the suit, you can actually feel the fact that he is Spider-Man because, you know, he's doing all those little things like backflips over here uh little tricks right there and you're like yeah this guy this guy's actually spider-man <laughs> that's what gives him an edge on the others because nowadays you can get an actor to do a lot more than back then without the stunt double so that's that's pretty cool yeah uh, it's gonna be better even with the cgi and also yeah, yeah he has an edge compared to the others yeah so I guess so. Well, we talk about DC, Marvel, all that fun stuff. Okay, so um, I guess. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So we talk. We like we like blur stuff over here. So I guess I want to ask you is, what mm-hmm. is some who are what? How is how much is representation meaning to you? Uh, a lot. Like, are we talking about how? characters are described through a story and all that the whole thing from how they're presented how they're written how just everything and how much it means to for Uh, us for entertainment to correctly mm -hmm. portray diversity and and stuff because it's Mm -hmm. it needs to be done so how is it to you as a as a creator in your your manga Mm, it's really important like uh a lot of people just create characters just to create them uh kind of you know putting a face on and just letting it be the way it is and people would just bite into it but i think if a character doesn't have depth it's not going to be as interesting like let's take for example uh superman he's the 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 first hero 1939 and i don't know if 
he's the first one to appear. I don't really remember. But Superman is a character that is representing how uh, an immigrant, basically, who comes from another planet, is trying to blend in with um, with uh, the world, the humans. So it's not even at this point a question of culture anymore. It's a question of race uh, between uh, an alien and humans. You know, it's kind of. I think the creators will think about that when they created him because they were uh, Jewish. They were coming from Europe as well, and they were they were wondering what it was like uh, to have to be an immigrant in a world. Uh, a different world, basically. That's how they created Superman by thinking about themselves. Uh, having a character that is describing how it is to be in a different world, not even a, not even a different country, not even a different city, a whole different world, uh, is really tricky. Because you can just, you know, let, let's take, for example, uh, Dragon Ball. Uh, Goku was inspired, obviously, by Goku, uh, by uh, Superman. Mm -hmm. The difference between both is the fact that Goku uh, gets into the world, and there is not really anything that differentiates uh, differentiates him from everyone else except his tail. Uh, Superman is like living in a world made of cardboard. Like everything he does, everything he thinks about, he always has to be, you know. Uh, consistent and has to be uh, he needs to pay attention to what he's doing all the time and it reminds me of when I moved out when I moved out from uh, I, I lived in Gabon the whole time and then I moved out to the US I stayed a year and a half there and then I moved to France and that's where I could actually see you know the culture difference because I was surrounded by a lot of people that didn't look like me at all and it was kind of you know different because I wasn't I wasn't educated the same way as these kids over here. And, you know, the, the culture shock was what shook me the most. Um, the fact that for Superman's creation, they took in the fact that he was an alien, you know, uh, being in another world and all that makes you think about how yourself as a creator create your own characters. Uh, me, when I created Shinji, for example, I'm trying to put him in this country where he doesn't look that different, but he feels different. Uh, uh, when you create a character, I think that is the most important thing. What makes your character different uh, compared to the others? Uh, difference is a good thing to start with because it, it can be on looks, can be on behavior, it can be on, you know, little things that happen uh in life like let's say every character takes a bus but your character likes to walk for example that actually already makes you know like a step into what you want to go with and it tells a lot about his personality or her personality and it tells a lot about how the character likes you know to behave in certain situations just from the fact that he decides to walk instead of taking the bus after school even though the bus gets to his house faster or wherever he lives so I think that's the main thing people have to uh, take in um, in when they write or tell stories about uh, diversity in uh, in comics or series and all that. It's what makes the difference. What is the thing that's going to differentiate uh, what you're saying compared to what the others are saying? What is going to make you different? That's uh, the the main theme for it and that's what people need to dig in and, you know, kind of 
expand that and make things go from that point that's that's really that's that's a that's an actually good um i like what i said just now i did too i was like wait i actually <laughs> like i was like this little details about like you said taking the bus like just little different like that was going to add up to like the throughout the the series will have you you know and that's that, that takes care that takes you know observation mm -hmm. like that's wonderfully set i totally agree <laughs> so yeah you need to start with that like no matter what you do uh if you want it, it doesn't even matter if it's you know a story that you're planning on uh making famous or whatever it's always about not telling the same story as the others it's yeah you have to make it that's the main thing and um i'm i as well i'm currently in the process of making my own um comic and like you said it's very hectic because like i'm very impatient so i want like all of my characters to have power levels already but it's like i have to start you know from the beginning i can't just be like okay they're just op because that's, yeah, that's another issue so mm -hmm. it's 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 been a journey, um, just immersing myself with them and for them to see more, see more real. And mm -hmm. that's where that struggle comes in because me, I hate struggling. I, I hate, I'm impatient, but learning that by myself and then putting that into my comic and the characters, I think that what, that's what makes these characters seem real is when you're like sitting there and trying to figure out, try to, you know, figure out the process within that you put it into your characters. And I'm like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. Like <laughs> it's, it's a wonderful process, you know, it drives me crazy, but I'm mm. loving it at the same time and enjoying it. Cause it's like, wow, I'm seeing myself. I'm seeing people who I know, you know, in these characters accidentally yeah. sometimes on purpose. And it's, it's mm -hmm. wonderful. Yeah. That's yeah. It's, it's really cool to, to be able to make characters seem real. Like for example, Ichigo, we were talking about Bleach earlier. Ichigo is a character that has two little sisters. Some people that have sisters can, you know, uh, feel the same way Ichigo does in certain situations. Like, aside from difference, uh, you have yourself. I mean, your character is different than the others. I mean, the character you're looking at, the, the story you're reading, the character is different compared to the others in a setting. And uh, that's what you need to think about sometimes. Like, when you're reading it, what makes you think uh, about how this character looks like you, you know, like you need to, if you feel different compared to your whole, whole surrounding and you're, let's, let's, let's take you, for example, you said, you know, like those characters that look like people around you and stuff like it almost becomes, how can I say, uh, a reflex when you're writing in that way. And, you know, when you set up differences uh, and similarities inside a character, that's how you can make a perfect story, I think. And, yeah, I actually learned a few stuff today. I said some stuff coming randomly out of my mouth. I like it. <laughs> like, I'm actually teaching I'm, myself today. Like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disturbing myself. I'm definitely going to use that. <laughs> no, I actually was looking at... I think it was a manga artist or a comic book artist and they're saying they're like to make a really good like series or whatever just go out and people watch like mm -hmm. and that's literally all it is like going out looking at people looking how they react and you know and do certain things just getting more you know in tune with people because when you do that you can write that out on page and that's 100 percent accurate 
because the characters I'm writing, they're three sisters. And obviously, they're after me and my sisters. But it's like, they kind of go on a journey. And I'm realizing now, I'm like, wow, I have to create a lot of other characters in this series. And I'm like, that's hard. But not really, because you just, if you just look at some of your friends or other people interact with and put each of those personalities in each of every character, (laughs) it's going to create a whole other character in itself, you know? And same with the sisters. They're all sisters, you know, and they're often my sisters and I, but it's like I put myself in each one of them where it's like, how would I react here? And it's like, in return, it's like, it makes them more more dynamic, what have you, and it's more realistic. And that's what I like. So I, I like series. That's why I like Saint Seiya because that series is so well developed. Have oh. you watched Saint Seiya? I started Saint Seiya when I was like uh, six years old, the very first one. And oh my god, like it, it was one of my first animes actually. And it's oh my god, like my favorite character is Seiya, obviously. Uh, in the new version, I don't know if you've seen that one, Lost Ken. Yeah. No, not the Lost Ken. Yeah, <laughs> Lost Ken Bias, uh was. It could have been better, but it lacked a lot of dynamic. Like, yes, you, you see the badassery you have from the first one, like uh, fights. That you actually think about the fight. You're like, damn, is it gonna survive that? Like, you know that that yeah. kind of stress you had. Everything disappeared after that one series. I, I don't know where it went. I don't know what happened. It's a series that's supposed to be super badass, and nowadays they just, you know, they just. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the design. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with the characters and all that. But the only thing I liked from. Uh, from uh, the 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 last canvas version, for example, was one character in particular. It was Manny Goldo, the 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 cancer gold. Uh, yes. Uh, so um, yeah, gold saint. Gold saint. Uh, Manny Goldo was so well done in uh, Lost Canvas because I could see my personality in him because I'm the same sign when it comes to you know <laughs> horoscope, and I was like, oh, that's that's actually cool, you know, but like. They, it's not as badass as before, and I'm kind of sad about that because it's a really, really badass series. It's one of my influences when it comes to story writing, and yes. uh, I'm, I'm kind of sad with what they're doing these days. But yeah, I actually love Sensia. And like you said, because the, the, I so Netflix recreated like they brought back oh, Sensia, okay. and they had on Netflix. I watched the first season because I vaguely remember watching Sensia as a kid. I just remember mm-hmm. Iki. Phoenix. Yeah. I remembered him because mm-hmm. I was like, he's so cute. Like, <laughs> but um, so watching now, I was like, okay, nostalgic, you know. Then they put the 80s version on there. So I binge watched that and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this series is goat tier. I already love 90s and 80s anime cartoons. I loved X Men. Like, I just love that, ju- that generation of animation was just top tier to me. Like, I don't know why, it just, it just was. Same with, like, the storytelling. It was so, like, raw and real for it to be mm-hmm. for teenagers, which, you know, which is what we need. So, mm-hmm. after finishing that amazing series, buying four volumes of the manga and loving the manga as well, mm-hmm. when I watched part two of the 2020 version, oh man, they they made it for kids. They make, <laughs> say, say, it's not it for true. kids. It's not for children. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Say it has killed people. <laughs> Say exactly. it killed people. The whole <laughs> flashes and stars when they fight, like they trying to hide the blood, but yes. they forget that Saya is he he kills people to protect yes. like he's a warrior. What are you doing? <laughs> and so when I watched part two, they condensed three mm. seasons worth of content oh into my. part two. I was so mad. I was like, so you're going to tell me this is how you're going to segue into this? And oh what made Sensei a wonderful, like you said, the fight scenes. The fight scenes was always back and forth. It was never one-sided. Like, it was always like both sides struggle. And, you know, then it wraps up in a believable way. And I even like how it's like when they do the same move sometimes, like the villain will yeah. be like, I'm not oh going to fall for that God. again or whatever. And I, I <laughs> love that. So I'm like, yes. But in, mm-hmm. but in this 2020 version, they did the same two moves, and then it's like, I won. I was like, no, that's not how it's supposed to go. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, no, I hate it. Get out. I was oh so my mad. God. You was, would love uh, the version that came out a few years ago. I, it wasn't, it's far from the Netflix version. Like, I don't know if you heard about it. It was, um, uh, uh, I think it was a story of the sanctuary or something like that. Mm-hmm. If you if you watch this one, you might actually feel like you felt when you watched the OG one. Okay. It, Legend Legend of the Sanctuary, that's the name. It was so cool. I had to watch it a second time to understand what I saw. That the CGI was so well done because it's a CGI. It was in three D. Uh, unfortunately yeah but the 3d was well done and it was super cool that's one of the senseias i liked aside from the og one this one and lost canvas was okay but it really left me i don't know like i only watched lost canvas because i was having sensei withdrawals Mm. and i was like i guess if you compare it to the og you're uh you're not gonna like it because it's not as powerful as the OG one. You know, you don't feel the strength, you don't feel the 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 energy, you don't feel the the, the pop in it. Exactly, and I feel like in the Netflix version, they made Saya like a punk. They made him like an asshole, and I'm like, no, like he Saya was a lovable. He was a lovable, confident, sassy male character. Mm-hmm. Like he. He was sassy. He said he said was on his mind, but he said it to her. It was like, "Come on, let's let's get stuff done." You know, like it wasn't like, "I don't want to do this." I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> That's not how you're supposed to be. <laughs> no, and I don't like it how they made it because like all of the kids, they all grew up together because I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, so they, they knew each other. And then the, in the '80s version, like you see that, like you see how they're like, "Yeah, whatever, I'm better than you," but they still know each other. But in the remake, they may seem like they ain't know each other like that. Like, when they're teammates, they, make it, they barely know each other. They barely, like, communicate with each other. And for them to get all these power-ups, I'm like, how are they getting these power-ups? And they don't even work well together. Like, I don't like that. Like, that's stupid. <laughs> uh, I don't know what Netflix is doing with 80s series at, uh, these days. I research on it. So like this toy animation worked on the remake one. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to connect the people mm. who grew up on the 80s version who are now adults, who probably uh, have kids, with their children. So that's what they're trying to do. That's why they kind of... The animation style is a lot like um, 
Ladybug and Cat Noir, which is a children's cartoon. And so it's like they kind of like trying to make it that little bonding effect. And I'm like, get it a- not with Saint Seiya. You can do that with Voltron. You can do that with other series, but not Saint Seiya. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, bad idea. Bad idea, really. <laughs> oh, but I'm sorry. I, I I always bring up Saint Seiya in every podcast I talk about because I'm just like. I just love, like you said, the story pacing is wonderful. The fight scene wrap-ups are great. Like, I actually love all of the characters, which is yeah. I don't really care for the supporting characters that much in some animes, but I actually care about them a lot. And I was like, wow, okay, they have my respect. Even Andromeda, I was like, wow, okay, I actually like him. Like, <laughs> he's actually pretty cool. But... <laughs> Although there was a scene in the 80s version where Seiya, like, got, like, um, poison, and they made him like black. And I was like, I don't like that. That's, oh yeah, I don't like that, <laughs> sir. I'm watching you guys. Let's not do that. <laughs> the darkness, you know, all that. Yeah. I was like, mm. mm. oh, I'm a little slide, but getting kind of racist there. Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. That's like the only racist thing for an 80s anime. I was like, okay, that's that's doing pretty well. Because there's a lot of racist mm. things in some 80s anime where I'm True. like, yikes. Mm, limit. <laughs> yeah, like, I was rooting for you, but then you just did some Mr. Popo shit, and I'm like, ooh, no. Oh, man, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's one of the men, too. It's like Dragon Ball itself. We're talking about yeah. Dragon Ball themselves, like there, there's a lot of you know, like black, um, uh, how can I call that? Like caricatures, uh, yeah. in Dragon Ball, yeah. I mean, you some people would say it's part of the style, but the style is inspired off something that is yeah. that has a racist past, yeah. so. I don't know how it went with the editors at that point, but when you think about it, it's Japan. You know, they're always outside of everything that's happening in the world. They're kind of living in their own bubble over there, so they don't really know when they do something. They 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 haven't been educated about how things can be, you know, hurtful sometimes. So yeah, that's something that's going to change in the future years because they're opening to other countries and all. And I think yeah. people are going to point more and more. Like, for example, I don't know if you saw the cast for, um, <laughs> that's funny. Have you seen the cast for um, the prom- the Promised Neverland live action? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so glad oh you brought that God. up, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> my, friends, my friends and I, we were talking about that. Because have you, have you watched Keep Your Hands Off of um, I- Izokin? What's her name? Uh, I'm watching it. I'm episode two right now. Cause this is what mm. this is what I said. I was like, mm. cause the Promised Neverland it takes place where everyone, like everyone, it's not like in Japan. It's like all cultures together because they're farming these children, and mm. so for them to like change all of that, where it's like, like, like at least Sister Chrome, at least keep her black man. Like I don't hey. know why they. And then I'm like, because someone was like, someone was like, well, you can understand. I don't know what they said. So I was like, first of all, keep your mm-hmm. hands off, please, Oaken. That's getting made into a movie and live action um, series. They have a real black. She's um, Jamaican and, and Japanese, actually. And she's, oh. and yeah, she's starring in the movie and she's speaking Japanese. 
So don't uh, give an IPS about, well, they can't find. No, they're out there. Just, they don't want to go look and find them because she's right yep, there. Yep. Like, she's 14 years mm-hmm. old. Like, beautiful. I'm like, yes, like, mm-hmm. give me more. I love that. So don't give them that BS where it's like, well, you can't really find them. No, there's black people in Japan who speak Japanese and are like, don't, don't play that with me. Like, no. <laughs> like, there's a lot of people telling me that there's not enough Japanese uh, black actors, but that's not true. I've seen them. I, I know a lot of personalities in Japan, like I've seen on Instagram and all that. They're black and they're known in Japan. So don't give me, even if you use the same actor over and over again, we have the same thing happening in our countries. Like for a certain type of movie, uh, you you will always take the same actor for it. Like a certain type of role, you will always take the same actor for it. So I wouldn't mind seeing the same black actor uh, acting in different roles in Japanese movies, at least try to make the actor black like at least try uh, i don't know what they, they just <laughs> oh man they i don't know what they're i don't know how they're gonna do it like uh they're lucky there's not many references about um her be her skin color or anything yeah. in the manga because it would have been even more difficult at this point they would have to change the story entirely i don't know how they're planning on doing that but good luck to them i guess i'm not exactly. sure what <laughs> Because Phil, Phil, Phil is my son. Phil is my pretty POC little boy. And there's even other black characters throughout the Prowl's Neverland. So it's like, well, and the thing is, the production company already said they're going to make slight changes to the storyline because instead of them being like 12, they're like, what, 14 or 16, I think. Uh, they're a little older. And I'm like, okay, but you mean to tell me, like, then don't make the series. Then if it if it has black children and you can't get black children to be in your in your series, <laughs> like like I just, that doesn't make it realistic now. Because now you just changed. You just really just adapted it to your to your own thing. And I'm like, I guess, man, I, you can't win them all. I guess so. But at least mm-hmm. it's a crone. Just a crone. Like it's just a like, crone. Come on. Even her name, crone. Sister Crone. Like, <laughs> come on, like. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Man. Just let her be the way she is in the manga. It's not difficult. It, it wasn't that difficult. You're not going to tell me there's not black ladies speaking Japan, uh, Japanese, even outside of Japan. Like, it's not difficult. We've seen a lot of uh, movies taking actors from other countries. Mm-hmm. They just they just didn't want to do it. Uh, I just believe they didn't want to do it. That's it. Yep. <laughs> They're not going to tell me it's something else. They just didn't want to do it. Because it's not that difficult. <laughs> so since we love Bleach, we're gonna we're gonna talk mm-hmm. into some Bleach news because they recently announced Bleach is coming back next year, and we're also getting the Burna Witch series adaptation mm-hmm. this year, along with the manga serialization this summer. Um, mm-hmm. how where were you when this news leaked to you? Like, where were you when this happened? Like, what and what was your reaction? Because I want to know because I was losing my mind. <laughs> so you know on Twitter. I'm- this whole thing like um actually checking out i've been hyping bleach's comeback for like a few months now since my friends told me uh shout out to james hansen uh on youtube uh in a group chat i mean on discord was talking about how uh there's going to be some interesting news coming up so I was, you know, skeptical at first when my friend showed me, you know, the whole screenshot of conversations talking about, uh, yeah, 
James Hansen is telling me uh, that Bleach is going to come back pretty soon. We need to pay attention and all. And I was like, hmm, you know, they said the same thing last year and the year before. I believed it all the time. And this time I was like, I have a good feeling about it because the anniversary is soon and yeah. maybe trying to do something with the anniversary. And I was like, you know what? This time I'm going to get in the hype. I'm actually going to try to be hyped up. So I started, you know, sending it to my friends and being like, yeah, you know what? I have a good feeling Bleach is going to come back in a few weeks. Like, that's now a few weeks ago. I was like, yeah, pay attention to it. Maybe we're going to get some news very soon, blah, blah. And they were like, hmm, well, we don't believe it, but we'll go with you. I was like, okay, sure, no problem. So <laughs> they went along with me. And one day, I, I just, I was having a good, a really good nap. Like, you know, I just... Perfect. I just I just went to bed like super early and I woke up around like oh, that that wasn't I wasn't even sleeping I was just napping it was like two a.m. I just went in my bed slept for like a few hours and then I woke up took my phone went on Twitter and saw a whole scan and it, it was like uh in a few days Bleach is coming back like aside from the announcement of Bleach face again. There was this thing that just had popped up that was talking about some live stream and all that. And there was a countdown to it. And I was like, hold on. What is going on? Like, I had to, you know, sit down and try to understand what was going on because I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw the countdown. I went on the website and I saw 366 hours before the live stream. And I was like, whoa, that's the last episode. 366. And theories started popping up and all that. and the live stream the live stream when it happened i was just amazed i watched the entire thing from 1 a.m to 2 a.m something i couldn't stop it was so good because they were talking about this and that and this and that and they give us they didn't give us any exact dates on when bleach comes back you know they just left a lot of x's and and i was like hmm, it it probably will come back sooner than we expect you know, like we're expecting it to be, you know, chronological, but you know how Taito Kubo li likes to do his stuff, yeah. likes to hide messages in between and all that. But when the news dropped, though, you should have seen me. I was jumping everywhere in my house. Like my brothers, we, they, they didn't even get it. I was like, Bleach is coming back. They were like, yeah, like last year. No, for real. Like, <laughs> I had to show the screenshots and I had to show a lot of things. And they were like, oh my God, this is true. And I was like, yep, it is. Burn the Witch anime. The animation studio is amazing. Like yeah. I was expecting a studio like that to animate it. But I'm guessing, you know, it's a, it's a movie. So yeah. it's going to be it's going to have the best animation ever. And they even said that Bleach is going to have the best adaptation they can give it. So I'm like, Man. the last season of Bleach already had amazing animation. What else can you do? What more can you add? What are you going to do? Like, I can't wait. I cannot wait. See me, I was one of those people, because I'm a huge Bleach fan, but I don't yeah. like for my hopes to get up. So yeah, exactly. when I saw the news of Face Again, I was like, Okay, they're like, oh my gosh, Bleach is coming back. I was like, first of all, guys, Bleach is never coming back. You know, like, the way it ended, it's not coming back. And I accepted that. And I was like, we may get a little sum-sum with this Bleach game, Brave Souls. It may be something yeah. like that. It may be an exhibit. It may be, you know, I don't know. But, you know, 
we're not, Bleach is not coming back. And they're like, no, no, no. I was like, guys, it's not coming back. Like, I was in denial. And then they announced that they're like, oh, Burn the Witch will be getting uh, serialized and anime, possibly. Well, it's a Burn the Witch news. And then mm-hmm. I was like, all right, so we'll get something concerning Burn the Witch, which is probably going to be the OVA, the Bleach, which is kind mm-hmm. of like how Soul Eater Not was like that with Soul Eater. You know, even though yep. we all hated it, we still watched it. That mm-hmm. might be this. You know, it's, again, I was like, Bleach is not coming back. And mm-hmm. then when I saw that scan, <laughs> I was like, yo, what the? Oh, <laughs> my God. That I was... was like, what? My friends my friends were like, yo, like, tell us what's happening. I'm like, guys, I literally have been in denial because I just did not want to get my hopes up. Like, I did not want to get my hopes up because like you said before, <laughs> like, like two years ago, we are like, oh, Bleach is coming back. And it was like, psych. It's not. And I'm like, I'm tired of this. Like, no. So when I saw that, I was so excited. Like, I posted on my page. I was like, guys, it's official. And then I stayed up to watch the live stream drunk. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, and it was I so love good. it. But um, I wish they would have had Ty Kubo there because... Yeah. You know, because and it's funny because they had they had his the publishers there because you know we all know that the reason why Bleach ended the way it did was because his publishing company was trying to like pressure him into ending the series, and so for the publisher to be like, oh no, it's because he wanted to have a break. I was like, mm, mm, okay, yeah. sure, yeah. we'll we'll go with that. Okay, like mm-hmm. stop. <laughs> we know, just right? We know the little truth, but it was just nice. Like, it's okay now. Right. <laughs> Just, right. We know. <laughs> For real. But my thing is, I'm like, who's going to be animating the what studio's gonna be animating? Because as you know, um, is it is it who animates Black Clover currently? Uh, uh, not I think it's animation. Uh, no, um what's the name already? Uh, I need to check that. Black Clover is animated by uh it's not period. Because that was not. It is. It is. It is. It's period. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so there. Also animated the old Bleach, you know, mm-hmm. anime. And right now, Studio Perry isn't really doing that well with the with the Black Clover animations. Everyone's kind of like, oh, we, we hope we don't get Perry out because if we get Perry out, we gonna we don't want it. We gonna get really mad because <laughs> like mm-hmm. no. And if we get Studio Dean, I am can't no. No, oh. Studio Dean, you stay away from Bleach. If I found out you guys are animating it, no, I'm mm-hmm. coming for you because there's no reason why Seven Deadly Sins had that trash animation. Oh my god! Oh my god! I I, I cannot even talk about that. I <laughs> I cannot talk about that. Studio Dean, this is oh. a if you hear this, stay away from Bleach. Stay away from it. Oh stay my. away. Because you already ruined, you're already ruining my one of my favorite used to be one of my favorite animes until y'all y'all ruined it like ruined it. I was like, wow, okay, like no, <laughs> stay away from Bleach. If I find y'all animating Bleach, I'm oh my god, take one plane ticket to Japan, please. Because no, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> no, we're, we're fighting. Oh, I cannot, I cannot let that happen. Animation, I'm gonna fight you as well. Like no. <laughs> Oh, that can happen. But I don't know what studio she animated. I, I'll step. I was thinking maybe David Productions because they animated um, JoJo. But I don't know who would animate Bleach. 
I think at this point it's more going to be because recently I noticed in the anime industry, uh, it's more yeah. about the animators themselves. Uh, like recently, and it it's it doesn't really depend on the studio anymore because a lot of animators decided to work as freelancers. I'm guessing it's because they get more money than if you're affiliated with the studio. Uh, you know how animators are not getting paid well enough and all yeah. that uh, drama going on. And I think a lot of freelancers are actually deciding to become freelancers because they have more, you know, freedom when it comes to where to work and when to work, probably. And recently, there's a few animators that actually, you know, I could see them with a the Bleach style and they're apparently Bleach fans. So um, I'm kind of excited. I actually want to see that happen. And I don't know a studio that could pick something from Bleach. I feel like Period might be the first one in line just because uh, they did Bleach before, you know, and Bleach is... It's an anime that has been with the same studio from the start for more than 300 episodes. Yeah. And they might be like, ah, we, we're taking it back. But it's going to depend on the animators. Because if we're talking about the people that animated the last episode of Bleach, or the one before that, Ichigo versus Ginjo, oh, man, like, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, animate it. Because that was pretty amazing what you did before. But... Uh, I don't want to see, you know, uh, something like what's going on with Black Clover at the moment because the manga looks super amazing and I don't want, you know, to have like a downgrade even though we're supposed to get an upgrade when we go to the anime. That would be sad. And people are not going to buy it because we've been waiting for Bleach for so long, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because like the, what I liked about the Bleach anime was it mm. progressively got like better like you saw the characters grow you saw even animation get more detailed because that final season it was just crisp like oh my god Ichigo and Gen Genja, lord that man so fine oh, <laughs> but yo Taikuzo knows how to draw his male characters I always say that because I'm just every male I mean the women are beautiful too but the male characters like Jesus lord I don't but you just so saw them all get just just better like just got more crisp like just it filled out, and I'm like, so people were like so distraught when they saw Studio Peria. It was animating Black Clover, and it's this bad animation. But it's because, like, I think they have like a shortage of animators, and again, a lot. Of, I think animating we don't want on strike a few years back mm. because Black Clover's been going on for like a few years, like it's yearly. So it was just issues with that, so where the quality wasn't as good you know because I'm, I'm watching black clover right now i'm going to binge and it's like you see some instincts where it's like that looks kind of wonky but then there's other instincts where it's like okay that's that's kind of cool that's the studio period mm -hmm. you know so it's kind of like that thing where it's like you have to understand like the animators like they're put on a small time scale this thing comes out all year so they're yeah. animating they don't get paid worth the crap and mm. they're taking on all these things because a the one studio that got burned down, what was the name of that studio? Um, uh, oh, yeah, I heard about that. It was Yeah, so it's like there's years. not a lot of studio. That was like the only studio that treated their animators like actually regularly, like actually yeah. cared. Other, these other animation studios, they put their animators through a lot of stress. And so you mm. kind of saw that in Black Clover. 
Um, they have been yeah. cleaning up lately. I've saw some steals, steals of it, but still, it's like we gotta do better for these animators because they don't. Mm. They're not in good working conditions at all. True, true, true. That's why they switch up to CGI a lot. Uh, exactly. Like, I'm sorry, but people CGI. really have such a bad thing with CGI, and I'm like, if it's done right, it looks, deep. it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it, it really, it actually does. But the fact that they use CGI just because they cannot have animators, you know, to work constantly on their project, I find it kind of sad because yeah. it means that animators are not interested in being, you know, people that animate are not interested. There's not that much people interested in animation anymore compared to before when even old animes were getting, you know, from the 80s and stuff, were getting like super amazing animation for back then. Uh, it was just a question of having not even not even about the not even about the money or the talent. It was just a question of dedication. If people were actually willing to do that for that amount of job, are you gonna get, pay me enough for it? And yeah. I guess back then it was okay because of the way people were leaving, etc. But nowadays, what I'm hearing with Japan and the way they pay people is, uh, it's not that cool. It's not that cool. Because Dory Doro, have you have you heard of that series? Uh, yeah, I heard about it, and I'm planning on watching it actually tomorrow or tonight. Oh I highly recommend you watch. It's one of my favorite series. It's mm-hmm. it's dark. It's funny. I love the characters. A lot of strong women characters. Some of them are, are bigger than some of the male characters, which I love. And it's written by a woman, so yes. But <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. That that anime has CG, CGI in it, and but it's like a mix of CGI and like the three D type thing, which is yeah, which. Yeah. There's sometimes where like oh that's CGI, but there's other times where I'm like wow I honestly cannot tell the difference. Like it's that it's a really good blend, and I think Mappa animated. Am I correct on that? The Mappa anime. They're making a, another big uh, manga this year, actually. Mappa Studios. I think it's uh, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the, what's the rumors um, yeah. say. Mm. Excited. <laughs> Same over here. I saw the teaser, but there's no animation in it. So I would like to see some animation, please. <laughs> I would cool. like I would like to see it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm waiting for that. But yeah, I, I'm planning on watching. What was the name of it? Dore? I keep calling it Dororo. Dororo, I know, but that's right? something. <laughs> Same. It's kind of easier to say than Dororo. I, I, I hate saying Dororo. I feel crazy saying it sometimes. But like, Dohidoro, <laughs> that's the name of the series. And I, what I like about this series is that, like, it has that, like, that magic kind of like how Jujutsu Kaisen is but it's mm. more of like a tier system meaning like the sorcerers they come to this place called the hole where it's just regular people basically living in like basically the slums and it's just them coming in they're just effing with the humans like they'll come up they'll do magic on them they'll just eff with them and I'm like what and then they'll be yes <laughs> and um so basically, like these humans have to live, like live with that. Like they have to go, oh, well, gotta get messed around by some sorcerers again. And God. this character, his name is Kaiman. Mm. He's a lizard man, and he lost his memories. He's trying to figure out, like, 
where he came from because he um, has anti-magic. Like, any sorcerer who, like, uses magic on him, it doesn't work. So mm. he's just trying to, he just kills sorcerers because he's like, yo, I'm trying to figure out who put this, like, spell on me, basically. And what he does is, yeah. <laughs> this is the last time I'm saying, what he does is, like, he puts them in his mouth and there's, like, a person in there. And yo. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then after that, like, so like the person will be like, "Oh, you're not the one." So he'll t- he'll open up. He'll be like, "Yo, what did what did the person in my mouth say?" And he's like, "You're not the one." He's like, "All right, cool," and he'll just kill them. I'm like, "Yo, what the?" Yo, <laughs> yo I'm definitely watching that. Yes, I'm definitely that. yes. Like, I, and I also recommend reading the manga as well because it's like like I said, like I I like the manga because it's it's really gritty and like harsh. Like it's mm. a, it's like very sketch based because she uses like a pencil to to do a lot of her sketches, yeah. and it's that's hard to do. Like a lot of mangas, like crisp, you know, sometimes whatever. Hers is like very like gritty, like just shading is gritty, and that takes into the account that the the place they live in is gritty. It's dirty. It's grimy. It's it's a kill to be kill world. So for yeah. that, for her manga, for her art style to be that, I love it. And it, like, I. I love that series so much. Like so, once you once you get started on it, DM me, let me know what you thought because I love the series. (laughs) So I guess we'll end things off on your top five favorite anime. Oh my! So this is always a hard one for people. They're always like, "Oh my god!" But yeah, top five favorite anime. Mm -hmm. All right, number five, I would say. Uh, number five. Number five is going. Number five. I'm gonna put Naruto Shippuden. Okay, right, Naruto is always gonna be on there. <laughs> so Naruto Shippuden has number five. Number four. I'm gonna put Psychopaths. I yep. love Psychopaths season one. Season one, exactly, season and the first movie as well. Yes. So Psychopaths in there. Uh, number three, that's when it starts becoming difficult. Number three, I would say as number three, um, GTO, Great Teacher Onizuka. So that would be my number three, uh, because GTO is something. GTO is basically a manga that teach me how to live, almost, because I don't know what the mangaka was going for when he made GTO, but he he really made something really real and at the same time uh fantastic like you know it's it's fantasy but real yeah it's in the real world it's a real character he's living a real life but he does those crazy things that you know no normal people could do and that's what i like about gto so that would be my number three because i like the anime adaptation it was really funny like i laughed a lot to it and yeah, that would be my number three. Number two would be something that people don't know a lot about, but it was my very first anime. It's called Street Fighter 2V. And it came out in the 80s as well, 80s, 90s. And it was so good. Even just the opening is so good that back then when I was watching it, it made me actually start martial arts. Like, it's yeah. actually the series that made me start martial arts. And I I started when I was like six years old and it, I stayed until I was like 20 years old. So it took me, you know, that big lifespan. Like today I'm a black belt thanks to that anime, you know. Okay. Yep. Yep. 
<laughs> and uh, when it comes to that, there's that. And there's also, as number one, I would say Bleach. Because as much as I'm trying, you know, to say that I have other influences, not Bleach only, blah, blah, blah. Bleach is still something that it's the reason why I started my series. Because when around when Bleach ended, I was like, uh, what am I doing now? You know, like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna be reading Bleach anymore. Uh, the anime is done. Like, what am I doing? I feel so empty. I gotta do something. So yeah, that's one of the reasons why I started making blues. Uh, I discovered recently. I'll send you in DM as well. That Taite Kubo made an illustration a few years ago. Uh, actually, maybe around ten years ago when Bleach started, because the style looked like it. And on the illustration. If you zoom in, there's actually one of the balloons that Chad is holding that says blues number one. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, it was so weird to see that because my friend pointed it out someday. He was like, are you getting the, the blues name from a Bleach illustration? And I was like, no. So I explained to him where blues came from. It's the fact that the character is kind of feeling the blues because he's not that happy. He's not as happy as he wants to be. And it will be linked with something that happens in the future as well. Uh, no, it doesn't come from there. And so he sends me the image and you zoom in and you actually see like on a small thing, it says blues hashtag one. And I was like, huh, that's a sign. I was <laughs> yes. like, that's a sign right here. Yes. So yeah, Bleach is definitely my number one because it influenced me a lot in creating a character that represents me as much as like i'm trying to blend the me with the badass when i make shinji so uh that's that's what i go for it so bleach number one uh street fighter 2v number two uh gto number three psychopath number four and uh naruto number five that's a good list i've <laughs> people have given me a lot of their lists but that's a very diverse list if i haven't heard one like, you got some shonen in there, you got some seinen, you got some thrillers, mm. psychological thriller, which I love. Mm. Um, so that's that's probably one of the best lists I've heard so far on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, that's cool. So to end things off, guys, um, again, thank you for joining this podcast. I had a wonderful time talking to you about Bleach and your series, Blues, which is available now on the Webtoons app. Make sure you guys go check it out. Anything else you want to add in to end in this, the podcast? So these days, my friends and I are working on the project. I'll post it in a few minutes as well on my account. Uh, basically, we're kind of trying to create a sort of uh, Shonen Jump French version. Uh, we already made a, a poster for it. Uh, we're trying to make it, you know, as big as possible because all of us come from different uh, places. We're all from Africa, though, uh, but different countries in Africa. And you kind of see it in the way we draw and the way we do things. So... That's what I like about us because we're mixing all of our cult cultures into our styles. And we're making this one project coming very soon. We're, work we're still working on it and it's going to be pretty big. Uh, the name is YTA. And my friend came up with this 
because it's not going to be only about us it's going to be about other people as well like other you know artists and stuff we're trying you know to blend everything into a magazine basically and yta young talented young talented artists uh it's going to be available soon i'm working on it with the with the leader of our group and all that and i'll i'll, I'll keep you updated you'll receive updates on it very soon Y'all heard be... it here first on Spicely Entertainment. Just, just let you know, yeah. Spicely Talks. Y'all heard it first. <laughs> the first news came here, so hey. uh, make sure, make sure you're up to date because uh, she knows some stuff now. <laughs> hey, no, but that's that's what this is all about. This is why I interview black creators on here because stuff like that, like you never know what they're doing unless there's a platform. Yeah. Where and I, what I want to do is I want to make a whole entertainment company mm -hmm. like base where we can bring in, you know, POCs, black people, content creators come in and just make their stuff, help fund yeah. it, get it out there because it's needed in this time yeah. and age. Like it is like I'm sick and tired of the same five black actors in every movie is getting on my nerves. Like you need a okay. new formula. So <laughs> what you're doing is amazing. Your own Shonen Jump magazine mm -hmm. that's. Fantastic. I definitely would buy that once it comes out, which Absolutely. I'll be waiting. So yeah, like, um, if you want to tell them your social media, where they can find you, all the fun stuff. All right. So for Twitter, you can find me at the name. If you type Core Vibes, you might actually find me. I'll, I'll be there, you know, on the first in the line. Core Vibes almost everywhere. Uh, Core Vibes on the webtoon. K-U-R-O-V-I-B-E-S. So, yeah, the name comes, you know, from Black Vibes because, you know, I like to, to put hey. some bonus into my, my stuff and all. So, yeah, Coral Vibes, uh, I'm waiting for you guys. Just, you know, send me a message or, you know, just come around. We'll talk about manga and art. <laughs> Please, guys, go follow him. Like, his stuff is amazing. I just saw the recent print you posted, like, your character and, like, other characters. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, thanks thanks a lot well guys you guys heard it here first thank you for joining today's episode i hope you guys enjoyed it and remember to always stay spicy and i'll catch y'all in the next podcast episode